I'm Danny Hicks. Welcome to the Not-So-Secret Agent Podcast, where we learn from top real estate agents how they maintain a thriving business all while living the good life. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. I am here with Jeff Nethercoat. Uh, we are now officially an international podcast because Jeff is coming to us from Canada, and that's two countries. So uh, I'm, I'm taking the credit there. Jeff, tell us a little bit about where you work and, and the area you're working in. Uh, thanks for having me, Danny. It's uh, I'm from London, Ontario, Canada, which is exactly halfway between Detroit and Toronto, so two hours away from both. Very cool. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you got started in real estate. Um, this this is like a one hour podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, it uh, give me the it short short version. New real estate. Going, going back, really, I always wanted to run my own business, and while I was attending university, I had a grandfather who was in the business who suggested that I get my real estate license and see see how I feel about that. And what that led to is I, my second year of university, got my license, and uh, when I completed my business degree, I moved back to London and helped um, he had a brokerage at the time and I helped him from a business perspective in running the brokerage like a business uh, as well as getting into property management. So I didn't have to pay for where I lived <laughs> and from the business side into trading in real estate, it really developed as I was helping other agents and, and really fell in love with this business and all the different opportunities you can take in it while making impacts in other people's lives. That's very cool. So you come straight out of university, didn't have to go get your, your uh, day job or anything like that, straight into the dark arts of real estate. Very cool. Like that only happens if you have a family yeah, member. In yeah, the coming out of school with a bit of school. Debt. That has been my experience. Yeah, definitely help. So what's your why? So why are we doing all this? Because real estate's a super demanding business. This is not, you know, what, what people think it is. So what's pushing you? I know, I know in the beginning it was probably like survival. But now you're, you're a little later in the game, pretty successful. So why what's what's continuing to push you? Yeah, and our whys always evolve over time, like you said. And right now my why is my family. I have three young girls, five and under, and uh, my amazing wife. And really, um, every day it's about not only making sure they have the best life, but I also want to impact and improve the community I'm involved with to make sure that... I, I really, my big why is I want to make sure that my girls have the best um, opportunities and the best environment to live in going forward. Very cool. My next question is completely loaded because I know the answer to it and I'm really excited to get to this. So I'm just going to go ahead and nerd out and get to it. So who's on your team now and what does this structure look like? Because when we met at peak, our coach was like, hey, you guys need to talk. You're, you're kind of doing the same thing and uh, kind of encouraged you to make this higher and you've done it. And, and uh, so tell, me, tell us about that. Yeah, so my structure has definitely evolved over time. Like I've owned and operated a brokerage right down to as of January 1, I was really a solo agent with um, like a virtual assistant working for me. Um, she had worked for me eight years prior uh, when I ran my brokerage, but set up her own virtual assistant business, which was fantastic. But when I met you at peak, I was in a point where um, I needed more hands-on with my database and my client um, approach and someone in person that I can bounce ideas off and, and help me be in two places at once. So my most recent hire is my client care coordinator and it's been a fantastic, I think officially six weeks today, uh, somewhere um, working with her and feel like we have accomplished 
everything that was in my head bouncing around is now on documents and we're planning those out. Like even this morning, we had a two hour planning session on what the next 12 months looks like to marketing um, to our database, um, making sure our clients have the appreciation parties, the educational events, um, you know, the items of value that we drop by and all the touch points that go along with those. So um, that is my um, non-licensed support. And then from a, a licensed standpoint, I use the relationships that I have within the office. So the reality is sometimes we get vacations in this business and you want to make sure your clients are handled with, uh, with care. And with my longevity in this business, I have some great agents at the moment that I can rely on in the office. And in the future, that may change. Um, I've run a team with licensed people supporting me before, and, and likely that will be the way it's headed in the next 12, uh, 12 months, maybe less. So it, It's always exciting to strip it down, you know what I mean? To, to, to bring it back down to kind of level one and rebuild it the way you want it built. You know what I mean? Because you know stuff. So it sounds like you kind of were like, all right, we did that. That was great. But now I want to rebuild it this way. You know what I mean? Um, you know, am, am I right in that or am I oh, kind of stretching there? Yeah, One, 100%. And that's where our, yeah. No, and that's where our conversations came um, together, right? Like we, we've had a couple of great conversations since we met at Peak. And, um, you know, there's different ways you can go when you're trying to develop the, the people to support your business. And, um, you know, one thing I've learned is there's no easy way in this business to, to be successful, but there's definitely shortcuts from successful people that you can implement. So getting together with like-minded people with yourself and sharing, you know, ideas from client events right through what kind of support team do you have around you? Um, you know, you can, you can shave off years of, of growth um, challenges by talking to others. Yeah. One of the things that you taught me, which I thought was like really cool was the one thing that we cannot delegate in any way, shape, or form is generating business. The rest of it, you can figure out, right? Like we can we can hire the assistant to put everything on paper. You can get it organized. You can get your client parties scheduled. You can do all of that. And, and they can even make some of the phone calls for you, but you still need to create those relationships and set that bar. Um, you know, you, you've got to do that. And you've got to continue to generate business. I mean... Any, everybody I've met who's been like, oh, you know, I've got these people in place and they're going to go out and find the deals and I'm over here, that, that's been the recipe for like kind of a, a, a short run, if you will. Um, so I thought that was really, really cool. So it's a really tricky market right now, uh, you know, with the interest rates, uh, you know, in the States, it, it, it's very uh, tricky because we're, at, you know, seven and a quarter as we're recording this. What does that look like in your market and, and what are you doing to kind of overcome that? Yeah, we're experiencing similar things here. Um, like we're at 12 rate hikes in the last 14 months, um, bringing us to the highest prime rate we've seen in this century, really. Um, which overall, we, I, from what I'm following, we hit the, the transition in pricing a lot quicker and steeper than south of the border. Um, we had a three-month window around the end of 20. 20 to the beginning of 2021 where prices went up 20 percent in three months and then they slid back down as interest rates started rising that march right into the end of next year so we still have a lot of people sitting on the fence wondering what to do and um what we're leading to is a lot of pent-up demand so really it's about double down 
doubling down on our efforts with our clients, um, more touch points, more conversations. Um, we're hosting our client event next week, just getting out there and being in front of people, um, doing market evaluations of their home. And in a lot of cases, you know, mm -hmm. we're not afraid to have those tough conversations. Um, you know, we've got people who are in a variable product that they've seen their mortgage payments more than double in 12 months. Um, and that is concerning for some, mm -hmm. um, but really working with proper lenders, um, even prior to this, I have most of my, my clients are in great shape, um, but they are referring me people who we have to have those tough conversations and how do we get out of this home and this mortgage product into working with the lender and moving forward. So really, you know, I've been in this business long enough. I saw the challenges we faced up here as well between 2008 and 2010. These aren't the same, but conversations are similar. So really, you know, I, I believe to be successful right now, you've got to be out there in front of your clients, not hiding and hoping that, you know, things get better. You got to guide people through these challenges. So yeah, that's what we're focusing on. Yeah, no, I really, I kind of like the challenges, to be honest. I mean, not that my clients are going through challenges, but for the last couple of years, I mean, a monkey could put a sign in the yard and 18 people came and bought it, right? Now we kind of have to have the tough conversations, as you mentioned. We've got to be skillful. We've got to yeah. let them know and that how, this, how did you, you know, feel like that there isn't shame in this, but there is a way out of it. And, and, yeah. I, I'm one of those weird people that I really like negotiating. And for the past couple of years, it felt like, hey, I'm figuring out more ways to give things away. Like literally there was an agent petition that I saw for down here, the, the homeowners association in the state of Virginia, you got a, a right of rescission and they were trying to figure out a way to waive that. And that's what they were working on. And I was like, that's not, that's not negotiating. That's like literally trying to figure out loopholes to give up more of your clients, you know, uh, contingencies, right? That's what was going on. So that part's kind of fun. Don't get me wrong. There isn't as much inventory. Uh, and this is the first time in a couple of years where we've been seasonal. And I'm definitely watching some agents melt down. Just they haven't been in the business as long as you and I have. And they don't realize that, you know, August is going to be a little slower. And then it's going to pick back up in September. That's just the ebbs and flows of the business. And you need to kind of budget accordingly. And also, you know, use the slow time as your lead gen time, right? Don't you know, don't, don't go on vacation, but at the same time, know that maybe we're not, you know, closing as much escrow as much we'd like, but we are kind of talking to clients about houses that they are going to list in the upcoming months and starting to get those people in place. Uh, the good news is a lot of the contractors are slow and you can kind of get a deal right now on getting those houses right and ready. Um, it's also nice that clients have to listen to us right now. Before they would say, I want this price. And you go, well, that's not what the comps say. And then you put it on market and sure enough, they got it. Uh, now it's kind of like, well, you know, I told you that we needed to be here and you didn't do that. And now we're going to make an adjustment and we'll, we'll get that fixed for you. Um, that's kind of nice. You know, it's also, you know, can be frustrating, right? Because the market is yeah. shifting with the market, with the interest yeah, rates. I love, I love, so honestly, when we're running comps, you can't go six exactly months back said. and like just go. Misnegotiation over the last few years and the market's been really hot and being able to serve your client at the fullest. Um, it doesn't mean I didn't. Uh, but having that ability to just be that expert, helping them navigate all those other, um, parts such as inspections that are back and the contractors needed to put something together. Cause you know, a lot of agents mm -hmm. out there don't have the experience and aren't able to guide people through these. So they're kind of hiding right now. So it's our opportunity to get out there, plan, 
increase our market share. Um, like I see my pipeline building bigger than I've ever seen it in my business. So this is where I was circled back and hiring that support, knowing that, come on, the mm. next like 12 to 24 months, I'm probably going to be busier than I ever have been in my career. And I, I go circle back to, I go back to the 2008, 2009, like I said, not the same challenges we're seeing today, but the same like pause in the market activity. And then people can only wait so long to move as their life changes. And when things start to change, you already want to be that person that they're going mm -hmm. to pick up the phone and have that conversation because you've been in touch um, while everybody else was not focused on their business. So yeah, it's an exciting time, I think, uh, in our business and a, and a great opportunity for people like yourself and, and, and me who, you know, see this happening and are working our, our clients that know and trust us to build that circle that we influence even more. Yeah, and you mentioned your pipeline building up and that, that you're going to be ready for that. Because that's the other thing. In 2018, when all this went down, I don't know about you, I wasn't ready. We were ready for steady. Like we had never seen, you know, the, the pandemic and, and then the, the aftermath of that. There was no way of knowing that. Now it's kind of like, all right, this is like the calm before the storm. Uh, we know the storm is coming. You can get your raincoat, you know, figuratively, or in our case, get, get your admin staff lined up get the agents that you plan on, you know, utilizing, you know, having those conversations ahead of time so that they know that they're going to be coming in in relief of you and kind of, you know, that sort of thing. That's what's kind of nice about this point. Um, you know, and then you got to survive in the meantime, don't get me wrong. But uh, yeah, I think that part's kind of cool. You know, you, you, you got to yeah, find the bright side of whatever right. we're dealing with. The changes with, right? we saw during COVID and the demand. So, let me ask this. I know you've got some client parties. Yeah, have, having a minute to, to, to develop a relationship is nice, right? It didn't sell in a week. That That's kind of cool. What, I know you've got some client events planned and, and some good stuff like that. Who is your ideal client right now? And, and I know anybody who wants to buy or sell a house. But is there anybody, any group in particular, you know, past clients are obviously going to be a big one. But what are you doing to, to kind of find new clients, you know, to proactively promote that? Yeah, and this is a challenge is your mindset. I don't want to turn away business, but it's been a big practice of mine to focus. We always face in any business, right? Is you want to be able to service anybody really is your son, um, my marketing strategy and who is my ideal client. And really when I look at where I am in life and the clients I serve, it's generally that person who is going to be buying and selling a home. Um, they have a lot more navigation they need through that process. And this can generally be a growing family, um, someone who's stepping up the ladder from a condo to a single family home as well. Um, and then often people are taking care of their parents now. So they have a home that they're selling and downsizing. So really, um, my biggest segment is people of my age who are, have growing families and I can service, um, their immediate needs as their family grows, but also they are facing, you know, potentially some of them have kids going to university and they have parents looking to go into that retirement home. So they are a very overwhelmed group who need someone to navigate all their family needs mm -hmm. with the real estate. That's, and so where are you finding those people? So past clients are referring that, but I mean, if, if you're, if you're saying this is the avatar for the client I want, what, you know, is there a particular place that you're going to look or a particular technique you might use to find those people? Yeah, I basically have three pools where I generate most of my business. And when I say those are going to be repeat clients, most I'm, I'm running 85% of my business is repeat and referral on any given year. 
and the majority or people mm -hmm. they are referring to me, you already have that relationship. They know when they trust you and they know you'll take good care of people that they know. Um, the other two pools are realtors. Um, I've been in this business for 19, coming up on 19 years, and I have great relationships right across the country, right across North America. Um, and if I have people moving, relocating, you know, I have relationships. So I have a lot of incoming and outgoing referrals. Um, and that represents about 15 to 20% of my business in any given year are those realtor to realtor connections looking for relocations. Um, and then another segment mm -hmm. is my business network. I'm part of BNI International. That's one hub of my business network, but the any contractors, mortgage lenders, lawyers, you name it, I do a really bummer. Of course I do. I'm not just here for the sale of your home. Reach out to me anytime. And that just kind of keeps stirring that relationship. And then contractors are happy and other business owners are happy and they're going to refer you as well. So those are basically the three, a job of keeping them informed and them in touch with uh, people within my mm -hmm. database. So I, I want to be that resource. If a client says, look, my toilet's leaking, do you have a play areas in my business? I, I focus the most attention on. Yeah, no, I really like the, the referral directory. And, and actually you were one of the people that mentioned the, you know, BNI, uh, you know, Rick Brand, I think brought it up too. And that's something that I'm just now installing. And so I, what I'm doing with that is I'm kind of using it as twofold. One, we always did a referral directory and I'm going to continue to do that. But I really want the business network page and I'm building my own group. So I get to kind of have a lot of say who's in there because yeah. I'm building it. But I want that to kind of replace the referral directory. Um, and what's really nice about that is you can kind of you can kind of say, hey, look, you know, because I've got contractors who they don't do good work, but they send me business and you don't want to to hurt their feelings or, or a past client goes and opens a business. that They really don't know how to do um, and you don't want to hurt feelings. And I'm, I'm hoping my plan is to use that group and to be like, hey, look, these are my my choice contractors. Right. These are my my go to's making sure we fill the group with A pluses. And then when you do have to unfortunately turn somebody away because you can only have one of each trade, you can kind of say, hey, look, the group, this is what the group decided. It's not me, you know, if I see something that meets your needs, then I, you know, I'll absolutely pass it along. And there's always going to be a job where it's like, okay, that's one that they can handle, but maybe they can't handle all this as we get to know them. Uh, I think that's really cool. And I also think that uh, you could use the referral directory like you were talking about. And I think we had this conversation we were talking about using that as a reason to call. So calling all your clients and asking who they refer, right? And saying like, what businesses do you guys really like? Um, it's, it's just an extra call and they get really excited when they see their friend or their Still business. Still fairly young, less than a year old, but um, there have been solid that's relationships kind of cool that have been built. Uh, do you find that you're do doing something other like that? Relationships or as well, is your like you BNI group pretty much in a networking group? Our BNI group is a group of business networking groups specifically. Mm -hmm. There's some accountability there. Like people want to refer you know that we go around and mm -hmm. see who they've connected with have they gone out for coffee to learn a little bit more about that other person's business um there's just a a group accountability that makes that structure um pass around business um to multiple people and one client may start with contractor a but they've touched five people before they're done their project um, especially in the real estate sector, right? Like they could touch a mortgage broker, a lender, myself, and then contractors, movers. So there's a big group where clients like, I don't even have to think about it. You've connected me with a great group of people. Yes, you can send me two or three people, but hey, they're part of your BNI group. Mm -hmm. I, you know, the first two have been great. I'm not even going to think about it here. So um, yeah, that that is a key component. But yeah, like you said, the referral directory has been great for years. Um, it's gotten me some listings where I come in and they need some work to get it ready. And I'm like, 
right on my phone, here's three contacts that can take care of that problem so that you can focus on your family and we'll get your house sold for the top dollar. So there's a lot of avenues where that business network um, can get you business that you can see happening at the moment too. Yeah, and and having an A-plus person that you send in there who turns around and goes, yeah, that guy's awesome. Right. And they all know each other and, and it just gives them a warm fuzzy that that it's hard to, to replicate otherwise. Uh, when everyone in your team is, is killing it, they just assume you're going to because usually we fix them up before we put them on market. So they've kind of gotten a little taste of the database before you even you get to go to work. I like to tease them, especially when I'm working with investors. I'm like, I'm the last trade to go in. Uh, you know, you guys get your work done so I can get in and get this thing sold. So Jeff, I know you've been to a couple of peaks now. What is your favorite takeaway from an event? And it doesn't have to be a Buffini one, any event where you just went and like a light bulb went off. Yeah, honestly, Danny, this peak was my first one. It's been on my list for over 10 years. And I got a little bit of a nudge from our coach, Grace. And um, I'm glad I went. Okay. The biggest impact I had here was that exercise where we reviewed our life over, and then the breakout session that day, we really talked about, I think since birth, um, you know, your wins mm -hmm. from this age, your challenges, what you faced, um, and it's um, not like a full kumbaya moment, but there was a lot, there was tears and a lot of deep conversations. And what triggered in my mind uh, led me to my hire this summer. It's like, you've run a brokerage, you've managed people. Why are you pausing on this decision? You know, your family's important. You want more time with them. You want to be able to give your clients the top service. The only way to do that is to have proper support. So um, really going to peak this year is probably being amazing. It's just one of the best takeaways I've had by far and will lead into, you know, the next few years got me off that maybe that post-COVID kind of Thing that need to be shaken up a little bit and being around amazing people like yourself and other peak uh, attend attendees um, really got that energy level up and, and some new ideas for that hire. So that uh, I'm looking forward to what the next few years brings mentality mm -hmm. and struggles that we're dealing with. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to explain, but really it's like, I know imposter syndrome has been thrown out there, but really there was just some because of that attendance. How about you? Yeah, I was going to say, I could not speak more highly than, than I, you know, about the uh, Synergy lunches, where they took several agents on different levels and put them all at the same table and said, what do you think about this? Uh, I got so much more out of that, um, just like you did, and I think we talked about it there. Uh, thought it, you know, I thought that was great. Um, the, the, the speaker I really liked from Peak was that Bo Eason, um, and really, honestly, he was the one I went into Peak thinking I wouldn't like, um, just... Because because he is, you know, I'm double relational. I'm, I'm couldn't be more relational than me. So for him to say, hey, look, you know, you're an animal and, and get out there and, and it's okay to, to, to kind of be a predator uh, just kind of reminded me that we're running a business and, and, and it's okay to nudge them. You don't have to ride around with them for four months before they make that decision. If you can kind of say, hey, look, this, this is it. You're not totally sure, but this this is kind of, you know, just to give them the nudge, the reassurance they need to kind of pull the trigger. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, is there any one quote that you're really, really into right now or uh, one of your favorites that you got a lot out of? I, um, we used to have book fairs and I'm going back to maybe, yeah, it, it's not a new one and we, we've probably all heard it, but it's, I think I bought get um, on the surface back then <laughs> it maybe had a different meaning than to grade six or grade seven. It just stood out to me then and it stood out to me now. Um, 
I don't have the poster anymore. I lost it in one of my moves, but it's the harder you work, the luckier you today. But I really think that, you know, the harder you work, the more consistent you are, the more present you are, you're ready when those opportunities present themselves. So, you know, opportunities present us every single day, but really when you sit down and you put in the legwork and the time, you're not hiding out at home, you're out in your community, mm -hmm. you're out seeing people. It's a, you know, we're in a contact, um, industry where you have to be face to face and, and talking with people that the more you do that, those opportunities you'll be ready for. And something like meeting you and, and seeing where this um, business relationship goes, uh, you know, the, the opportunities present themselves that you can take advantage of. Yeah. It's, it's right. You know, they say right place, right time. No, it's right person, right place, right time. <laughs> and you started becoming the right person way before the opportunity showed up. Um, so I, th I think that's an awesome quote. I, I totally agree with you on that one. Um, so thanks so much quote, quote wise. Uh, like I said, I got a ton out of Bo Eason. I got a ton out of just the conversations around anything from Pete that things. caught your attention. Um, like the synergy lunches made a ton of really tight people that I stay in touch with who some of them are calling your, you know, accountability. And some of it is like, Hey man, I never thought of that. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I definitely, I got a ton out of it. Um, so many quotes, man. Uh, I think my favorite one right now is uh, the difference between a seeker admirer and a stalker is how into it they yeah. are. Um, I just think that one's funny. And it's also, you know, it's, it's like, if you're doing, if they're into what you're selling, then, then you're providing excellent service. If you're not, they're like, Oh, just leave me alone. I mean, that's, that's the difference. Yeah. So don't, don't feel like you're bothering people. Just give that service and they'll raise their hand if they're interested. Um, I think that's, that was a, a one that I'm really into right now. Um, but I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to come on the show and making us officially international. Uh, really appreciate it. Looking forward to, uh, some more conversations. I, I totally get a ton out of every time we talk. So uh, I just wanted to say thank you for that. Yeah. And thank you for having me on, Danny. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to apply this information to your business immediately. This message will not self-destruct in five seconds. Good luck, agents.